Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back on um, some of the minor finals, the ones that both myself and Paul Fitzpatrick were in attendance for anyway, and uh, we'll try and catch up on the rest of them. We'll be hearing from Park Faulkner ahead of the Talchin Cup final uh, preview starting bright and early. I think actually we'll start with that one. Um, because I was up at the um, in Crow Park and a member of staff in Crow Park told me that there's been over 30,000 tickets sold that have been sold in the areas for Talchin Cup. So in Westmead and Cavan, 30,000, but that the vast majority of that has gone to Cavan. So there's a huge support, a huge Cavan support are going to head up this Saturday or Saturday coming to uh, to Crow Park. That was a surprise to me now. It was because it doesn't feel like the hype is as high, but then again, we're still eight days out from it. Um, but that's great news. That yeah. that is brilliant now that that people are embracing it now for the final. I know I was critical of it, but like you see the team get to the final, you hear Park Faulkner earlier on. You'd love to see them going and winning. And like it is, it is a big deal to be playing at this time of the year. You made the point to me earlier that there's only six teams still playing football, and Cavan are one of them. So you know, first time probably ever, I'm gonna might have to possibly in some way, in some tiny manner, hit record <laughs> in some tiny way. That you know, I might nearly, possibly, partially be wrong. You you mean you weren't perfectly on the money with your accession or assumptions of the Talchin Cup? Well, it's like the Chinese emperor who was asked in the nineteen in the nineteen seventies about the the impact of the French Revolution in seventeen eighty nine or whatever it was, and he said it's too early to say. So so that's that's <laughs> like me with the Talchin. I know it. it I I have to say though. I'm seeing flags go up. I'm seeing bunting go up. I'm seeing bits of you know stuff that that are like Ulster final, like like those sort of occasions. I don't I don't think it's as big as, but I think it's it, it's definitely a sense of occasion, and that's what we needed for the Talisman Cup to be a success. Um, but look, let's hear from Park Faulkner. I think that that he he kind of sums up the the mood a wee bit better than I can. Porrick Faulkner up in Crow Park here ahead at Talchin Cup. It's just great to be up here. It's great to be still going. There's only six teams still going in, in inter-county football and Kavanaugh, one of them, it's where you want to be. Yeah, it's nice to be playing football this year, you know, looking back when at other teams that um, are looking for silverware this year. There's a lot of, a lot of teams that will be fighting to be in our position. You've Obviously, winning the Ulster title in 2020 went deeper into the championship than other teams. But has that helped with the development of the team? And in terms, then, does this continue to help with the development of the team? Uh, definitely. Um, I suppose you're bleeding young lads to the experience of that of that level. Um, 
uh, we found ourselves uh, just because of league campaigns to be uh, uh, where we are now today. Um, obviously, we've got to progress on now this year, but uh, no, it's all about the development of the young lads and, and lads that are here now at the minute. Um, we're just progressing on year and year and uh, um, just trying to make Calvin a better team. Just out of curiosity on your opinion, you won that Ulster title 2020, but is this team better than that team? At the moment, it looks like there's a bit more of a balance, well, particularly in attack. Yeah, um, I suppose Paddy Lynch is a great addition up front uh, to chip the scoreboard over. Um, it's hard to know, hard to know. Um, I suppose in 2020, when you're looking at you, you're looking at lads that really, really wanted to win. Um, whereas maybe now, just going on your point, have we possibly a few more skillful players? Um, uh, I, I think it's very hard to compare Which one team. Yeah, I think it's very hard to compare one team to another. Um, whereas in 2020, you might have had 15 to 20 lads that wanted really wanted to work hard and win. Whereas, yeah, it's it's a hard, it's a tip, tricky question to answer. Well, compare. 2020 preparing for an Ulster final and All-Ireland semi-final to now as a group preparing for a Talchon Cup final are there similarities are there differences in it or, or do you find that very much similar? Uh, we prepare the exact same um, whether it's Ulster yeah. Championship final whether it's the Talchon Cup final uh, I suppose we met at the start of the year um, you see with other teams lads flying away to go to play football abroad uh, we met at the start of the year and we said look is this something that as a collective we want to do and um, there was just uh, there was so many incentives to win the, the Halton Cup whether it's just that stepping stone to the All-Ireland Series next year to um, uh, just an, another silver, another piece of silverware like it was it was all there for us and being in uh, Crow Park being big two, two games in Crow Park you know, that experience can be invaluable um, but uh, no uh, we're treating this like any other championship and looking back to earlier on in this year, it's you've played for Cavan for quite some time. You've never seen up until Ray Galligan done it this year, a Cavan man walking up the steps at Hogan stand. Does that help in preparation for this weekend? It does. Um, I think up until this year, I played three to four games in Crow Park and was without a win. Whereas now, um, you know, we have that win experience in Crow Park, and hopefully, it's something that'll uh, stand to us come Saturday week. Looking looking back on the semi final. Um, I, I was noticing that there was quite a bit of slipping going on. How different is the surface to Crow Park to every other GA ground, really? Yeah, uh, and funny enough, you're not the first man to say that to me. Uh, it's it's it can be. It's it, now obviously it's like a carpet out there, but uh, no, I, I wouldn't go out without studs. Now it's just it, it seems to be it seems to be quite slippy out there, and you know I don't know. That's just the surface. Um, obviously, they put a lot of work onto it, and the very particular you, can, you can't step foot nearly on it now, even today. But um, no, yeah, the boys just have to be really cute and keen and prepared, and uh, you know, with footwear, with everything. Yeah, and and having that experience of playing the games in the summer here now, it was the surface even slightly different from earlier on in the year. It's probably probably the same. Okay. It's probably the same. It doesn't. There is still boys slipping, so <laughs> you have to take a stud. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna have to take it. Looking at the Talchon Cup over.
overall, um, there was a lot of detractors at the start of it, talking about the, the publicity around it, talking about the uh, maybe the motivation for players in terms of a holiday and getting to Crow Park. But has the GA ticked all the boxes that they can do really with this competition? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a real, it's a real good competition. It was, it was well backed this year. Um, it was well. Uh, advertised and, and publicised but uh, um, I think maybe next year just uh, switching it up that the North and South become a collective maybe it just could be a, a, a small critique I'd, I'd have with it um, otherwise we'd be playing two possible Ulster campaigns um, no but I thought it was well run and was well organised and uh, well promoted Yeah, look, Looking at I suppose other incidents going on at the minute. I'm just curious to get your take on last weekend, the the, the All Ireland quarterfinals as a collective. Yeah, um, great games. Um, I know obviously th- there was a, a bit of a brawl out here, and um, you know it, it possibly takes away to how good the games were. Um, they were competitive. They were there was, there was real uh, fine. They're fine games overall, but uh, no, I'm uh, happy, happy to see it, and hopefully we'll be there next year. Yeah, is there a longing when you look at those teams to say, yeah, we, we, we're good enough, or I really want to be there? Yeah, and I think every year on year, I, I just feel our athletic development uh, is just we're, we're closing that gap between um, between those top tier teams. Um, and uh, we just want to be we want to be in their position we want to be playing for the for the RCS and Maguire very quickly the, the, the one incident that everyone is talking about we, we see that you know, not all the time but we do see it kind of in, in a bit in the GA is, is there something I was making the point this week that you know rules have to be implemented and followed through on you know as a player if you are in a position and the county board don't back you and try to overturn your suspension are players then annoyed at county boards or management for, for doing so for not backing them up um uh, yeah, I suppose I'd like to be back by Calvin. Um, I think, uh, uh, first of all, you know, uh, questions were asked of whether they should be going into different dressing rooms. I, I don't know. Um, usually, one team stays on the pitch first while the other team goes in. Uh, for, so, for how it happened, there's questions, there's questions can be asked at that. But. Uh, no, I think I think um, that incident just it, it 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 was all that everyone was talking about rather than an actual spectacle that was played um, uh, for for that one uh, player. Just uh, I don't think one silly decision can define your whole footballing career. I think um, it, it was just something he'll have to take a sanction and that's it. Because uh, I see, see social media, and it, it can it can be devastating for a player and. Um, People can really, really be nasty, you know, when when online and on social media. So, look, I don't think that defines him as a person. But uh, it was just a silly, silly decision. And he's just going to have to deal with the consequences and the sanctions. Just briefly, is is that something you weigh up in your head by becoming a county senior footballer? Obviously, not everyone gets the opportunity, but the fact that you maybe are exposed to the opportunity of of some social media abuse. Do you, do you weigh that up in your head, or do you just ignore? Or what way do you approach that? Um, yeah, uh, 
maybe wouldn't be as high profile as maybe some other lads that would that would see that um, online but uh, no, it's, 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 it's not something I'm only concerned with, with what happens in our panel um, you just you see it every day where people talk um, and you just got to drown that out and you know it, it's it's not something that I've really concerned myself with yeah well, look, very, very best of luck thanks Paul thanks many there's a lot we can get at there um Crow Park factor, slip factor, the the boots, the studs, the salmonella, not not feeling that well, the the sick stomach, he's feeling a whole lot better in general. But um I, I love I always love talking to Park because he's honest, he's very, very honest about it. The main thing he was saying there, you know, he, he which is better do you think? Current team or twenty twenty? Yeah, it was a great question you asked him actually, and it got it was me, a curveball on him. It was a curveball, <laughs> and it, he 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 stuttered and stammered over it a wee bit. It was a it was a tough one to answer. But he was trying to answer it. He was trying to answer it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, it was interesting that the first thing that came to mind when you asked him was he he says, "Well, we've got Paddy Lynch." Yeah. I thought that was very interesting that he was the first name came to mind for him, and he was saying like in twenty twenty, you had lads who really really wanted to win, and he I think. He was sort of indicating that it was pure heart and, and desire. We weren't going to be beaten sort of thing. Mm. They got Calvin over the line, which was definitely there. But I thought they played with a lot of skill as well back then. Um, but I suppose from a defensive point of view, maybe that was his outlook. Like, let's not, we're not losing here. Um, yeah, I, I, I still think we have to say the 2020 team was better based on the fact that uh, they went and got the results. They beat Donegal and we didn't beat Donegal this year. And... Uh, they turned out that, that their bubble got burst afterwards by, by Derry and in big way by Armagh. Um, so I think if this team had had more games against against better teams, maybe. Then again, we beat Antrim and Darren and Monaghan back then. Um, how does that shape up against beating Darren, Fermanagh and Sligo? Apart from Monaghan, uh, probably much of a muchness. Like. Yeah. So... And Westmead is going to be a step up on what Cavan have played in the Talchin so far. Like I'm talking to one of my colleagues in the Westmead Examiner uh, the other day, like and Westmead are not bad. Like they're not good. Bad. They're a good team. They are a good team. Like and it's not just a, it's not just a matter that we're bigging them up before they play Cavan. But like he he made a very strong case to me about how they've been knocking on the door in Leinster for seven or eight years, trying to be the best of the rest. And it's kind of between them and Kildare for the most part, in his opinion. I know Mead will have their supporters as well, but. Uh, he was saying that he thinks that outside of Dublin they've got the best set of forwards in the province. And I was like, right, who all have you got? When he went through it and started hitting me with stats, I don't have it to hand, but I think Heslin O'Toole, um, Sam, um, his name escapes me, because I haven't seen them playing this year. Um, but this other, this young forward, he's a nephew of Tommy Carr's and he's a grandson of Sean Porcel, the Galway legend. Oh. And he, he's the real lead by looks things. He said he's an incredible find. Um, so they've got they've got all these all this firepower up front. He thinks they've been building. So I think the Talchin Cup's going to get a great final here. Well, it's going to be open. Hmm. Yeah. Like, did, 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 well, or will it be open? I I I I've been saying that, and I've literally followed it up by well, I'm not that sure it's going to be open because Mickey Graham knows how to close out and win finals. If you know what I mean, like as in so you know playing swashbuckling stuff and and kamikaze stuff. And then just nullify the opposition in a manner that sometimes reduces the scoring average of the pre of of his teams in the from the previous game. So, I I'm I'm believing in my heart of hearts that it will be open. And then there's part of me saying that that, but I think Cavan will nullify 
Westmead, which probably doesn't really add up. There, there's no there's no form to stay that Cavan are going to nullify Westmead's attacking threat. But I think Cavan will will tighten up. I think I think there'll be more defensive cover there for Cavan. I was reading Joe Canning's column this morning, and I meant to send it on to you because I was laughing. Something we've discussed before in the podcast, where he said uh, that someone was saying, you know, quarterfinals are for winning. And he, he said, he said that yeah. never made sense to him because any knockout game is for winning, obviously. And every you, game is for winning. I, I've heard it with managers after every round of competition at different times. First round, ah, oh, look, it wasn't pretty, but first rounds are for winning. Yeah. Quarterfinals are for winning. Semi-finals are for winning. Yeah. But in actual finals fact, are for winning. Finals are for winning. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that is for winning. That's the that you just want to win in the final, like. And uh, I so I think that that. Cavan might adopt that approach and tighten it up. Canning was talking about how he made one brilliant insight. Actually, it's kind of separate to the to the to the Talchin Cup, but he he talked about how semi-finals are a lot more open in his opinion. That teams can can uh, there's not as much of a burden or pressure on you. You lose a semi-final, and it's like well, we lost a semi-final. You know what have we lost? Well, we died with our we died with our boots on. Yeah, but we if you lose a semi-final, it's like. You haven't lost on All-Ireland as such because the way he looks at it is if you lost the semi then you probably weren't going to win the final. You mightn't have been good enough to win the final. Whereas if you lose a final look, you are within touch and distance. You had one finger on the cup and, and you yeah. couldn't close it out. That's why he, he says that. But the other really interesting insight he made which is just on a side note he reckons that in Horland anyway semi-finals are reft a lot looser than other rounds of the championship even the earlier rounds. And the reason for that is traditionally the All-Ireland final referee doesn't get a semi. So you kind of know who the final referee is going to be after the semi-referees are announced. I didn't realise that. Yeah, that's the same with football, yeah. Okay, the, the, so if you get a semi-final, you, you won't get... Generally, you don't, because I do remember like when McQuillan got a, got a final and talking to one of the refs, and he was saying, Joe will probably get the final. And I was like, why, why is that? And he said, well, he didn't get a semi. And that's, huh. a, that's a big deal. That's news to me now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just okay. one of those weak traditions. But he said that he reckons that referees don't ref to the letter of the law so much in a semi because they're not as concerned with the assessor because they're not that worried about getting the final. So they're thinking short term. Surely it's it's, it's yeah. surely it's a case that you well, well your, your reward for a good season but not the best in the in the land is bumps you up to the following year. Yeah, it bumps you up. You've got the opportunity the following year. Yeah, well this this is his take on it, which I thought it was a very interesting column. But anyway, he talked about you know this thing of games are for winning, but it got me thinking about finals and about Cavan and I think no Mickey Graham like he's mm. not he's not gonna go in there and want to lose 319 to 218 well, or something. Do you know what? When you hear that there's 30,000 going to be at the Talchin Cup, because my fear was that the gap between the Talchin Cup final and the All-Ireland semi-final was too great for any of Derry or Galway supporters to come in and watch even the tail end of the Talchin Cup final. But now, if you've got 30,000 people there, you don't care if, the, if none of them come in because mm. the remainder, which I... Well, Strong indicator is now it's going to be a sellout. So between the two games, so you're going to have thirty thousand. If, if you're getting thirty thousand there from the Talchin competing counties, you're certainly looking at sellout. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think the other teams would probably uh, and neutrals and everything else that'll be coming for the, the second game. I was going to say neutrals will come. Yeah. I think neutrals will come and look at Derry Galway. I think that's an attractive prospect because will again, and I'm going on a sidebar here, but will. Porrick Joyce do the necessary tactical shift in Galway to to go and try and beat Derry because if Porrick Joyce does not go mirror and blanket with blanket Derry wins that game 
they win it every single time because the blanket has to be mirrored in order to beat it. But that's that's a big one for me, and and I think that the neutrals will come and watch that tactically. Will will Porrick Joyce mirror and go away from his his idea of how he was going to win in All Ireland with Galway playing just all out attacking football? You know, so I think that's going to be interesting well, for I, neutral. I I think we'll, we'll we'll talk about that game next week, but I think Galway are going to win that game, and I think that Derry Derry are coming into it with the worst sort of a run in because. They've just had a, an absolute cakewalk against Clare, and they're going to get nothing of the sort now. And I think everyone's saying, "Oh, you know, we were wondering would Derry system work." I've heard it said all around the place. Oh, we were wondering would Derry system work. Well, it clearly works in Crow Park. It's like, well, no, it works against Clare, who who lost to Limerick in the Munster Championship, and who have a terrible goalkeeper. Yeah, and yeah. you take them goals out of that game. That's 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 a big big thing for I me. Think, I think so. So I, I I do think that there's still questions question marks over Derry I just I just have a feeling that Galway you know, I, I have a feeling that this could be Galway's year honestly alright yeah you you said it with gritted teeth people can't <laughs> see the gritted teeth there but like you're like oh, Jesus believe me Damien I, 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 I really do think I do and I, I look I'm, I actually the other day I sat there and I was like I'm going to find that podcast where I said way back at Galway and they were 25 to 1 at the time that I thought this this could be their year because I do remember discussing it with Colin Keyes and he was saying to me he didn't fancy them at all way back and then like he's a brilliant judge and that, that kind of put me off them a wee bit so I didn't back them but uh, So rate your judges now because you, you, you we know Cahar is a brilliant judge Yeah and and Colin Keyes is a brilliant judge Yeah Niall McCoy brilliant judge Oh, does he listen to this? Yeah, he told me. <laughs> no, Niall is, yeah. Niall is a brilliant judge. You, you, you know, I think it's part of being a national journalist that you have to be a brilliant judge. I, I presume so, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Well, I, Colin Keyes has got an incredible depth of knowledge. Like, and he's very measured and authoritative mm. in what he says. But unlike us, we got, sometimes we get a bit carried away. But, but listen, we are designed to be biased. So that's yeah. that's part of it in on We Are Cabin. We have to be. So yeah. let's let's go to it because I brought up with Porrick Faulkner there about do you they did the, the whole weekend of football. It was I thought it was a good weekend of football because while I think the goalkeepers are were very weak in both Derry and Clare, I thought there was there was enough evidence for me to say the goalkeepers are weak in terms of shot stopping now. So therefore, we should see more goals, and I think in the semi-finals we'll see more goals. But the biggest talking point of all of the weekend is the melee from Arma and and um, and Galway and Porrick. I, I wanted to get his opinion on it. Should county boards be backing and and basically saying, you know, well, even if you're wrong, I'm going to back you, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to appeal this because, like. Contributing to to a melee, um, contributing to a melee is meant to be a, a, a you know a suspendable offence, but Galway are definitely going to appeal um, Kelly's uh, red card or suspension. Yeah, and I I don't know where I sit on that because there has to come a point where you where where we say look enough is enough, let's let's try and get rid of this melee out of the game altogether. If two people, I love hockey for the simple reason that if two people start boxing at each other, let everybody else let them box at each other. Nobody comes in and says, well, I'm going to stand up for my boy in this one. So if so, if, and it's very identifiable that then the two of them know, right, we've started boxing here. 
we're both going and we're going to be sent off in this. But there's something honourable about that. Well, Pat McEnany made a point. You said there's something honourable about it. He made an absolutely brilliant comment the other day. I had to laugh when I read it. I don't know if you heard that. No. He, he was at... He, you laughing or Pat McEnany's <laughs> comment? I've heard you laughing a few times. Yeah. <laughs> he was asked about it. Uh, I think it was on the radio with Clara Bourne and he said... Uh, Spitting, he picked out spitting as well as, as a horrible act. He said, Spitting and eye gouging have no place in our games. He says, A box is nearly a decent thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's right. Yeah. There's, a, there's a part of it. Now, don't get me wrong, it's, it, it, it's not something I want to see all the time. But, you know, while I look at it, it's, 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 the, it's, the, Mickey, it's the Mickey Brennan effect. You know, as in. Do you Mick, want to box him? <laughs> yeah, but, but but literally, Mickey Mickey used to hold back and 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 threaten that. Listen, I've got a fist here, and I'm going to let go if you don't stop at what you're doing now. So, don't don't make me let go of this one. And most people wouldn't would they'd go, okay, okay. He's holding his fist up. He's threatening the throw box. Let's stop what we're doing. Now there was one who who didn't, and therefore Mickey actually finally let go one time. But there is something honourable. There's something manly. Maybe manly's the wrong word, but there. A box is more decent than eye gouging, headbutting, spitting, yeah. stuff like that. You know, yeah, but I wouldn't is. go as far as to say it's honourable. But no, it's not honourable. But I mean, there's scale, like, and it's like on the honour scale, it's definitely a lot higher than some of those other acts that you mentioned. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I see your point. Like, you know, you're you're saying that maybe Galway should just take the medicine on that for the betterment of the game type of thing. And yeah, not, not to be automatically looking for a loophole or something, but I just, I actually do think from what I saw, I thought Kelly was sort of playing the role of peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was a bit hard done by. I see nothing. That's Sean Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. The other guy's Tiernan Kelly, right? That's right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Galway. The Galway. Yeah, the Galway. Suspension. Sean Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Sean Kelly. Like, what, about, what, amazed, what didn't amaze me actually, but it was kind of depressingly predictable, was that. The new cycle turned after a few days and suddenly the fellow who, who allegedly I gouged Damien Comer became a bit of a victim. And his club put out a statement saying we, we, we're behind him and all that. Like he was getting a lot of guff on social media, 100% like. And anyone who goes on social media calling people the sort of names that he was being called they need to have a look at themselves. But like he, he did almost... He did. It did always turn around a wee bit that that he was the victim here, and we're talking about mental health and things like that. I, I don't know. I I think that, I, I don't think that was the wisest thing to put out that statement myself. Like someone suggested on Twitter, we set up a GoFundMe for him. <laughs> I thought that was priceless. That that was uh, obviously uh, uh, you know a, a tongue in cheek, oh, complete order. And I thought that that was. I think that actually caught the tone of it perfectly. Yeah. That look, it. I don't anybody who turns around and says the the. I have no problem with anybody on social media saying that was a despicable act. You know, he, mm. he deserves a suspension and or, you know, it was a cowardly act and he deserves a suspension or or he's, you know, what I've no problem with that. Somebody who comes out with anything worse than that, then what's the need for it? If you see, social media debate in general is is so childish that it, like if you're looking at that as a bit. Yeah. If you're looking at that as an adult and say, right. Yeah, that was a that was a, a terrible act that he did, but it doesn't make him a bad person. Like everyone has done stupid things. Completely, everyone has done stupid yeah. things. He's probably a hundred percent of a fella, but there's no room for that on social media. No, it's no, like, no, no. It's 
everything's black or white. So yeah. that's probably where maybe his tub was coming to his defence. So we understand that. Like, and it can't even be black or white. It 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 has to be the extreme end of black, black. Blacker than black. Blacker than black and whiter than white. Like he can't be anywhere in between. Yeah. Like he, it, and and that's that's the problem with social media. I, I've I have to admit I don't I don't engage in social media anymore. And even. The odd time that I do engage, I'm 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 kind of thinking to myself, okay, how is this going to be perceived, and can somebody, anybody, take offence to this situation? And if they do take offence, am I willing to put up with the fact that they've taken offence? You know, and and therefore all that thinking doesn't suit me on on social media, so I stay away <laughs> or, from it. Or often, or, or it doesn't. Yeah. I just there's too much thinking involved in social media now. To to participate, you have to think far too much. <laughs> Well, a lot of people don't. That's the problem. But look, he's after getting six months and he accepted it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Fair, I say fair play. Enough, and immediately then everybody's going, but he's injured. He's injured. Yeah. I, I don't know the extent of the injury. I don't know whether he's going to miss any game time. But surely the GA cannot legislate for somebody being injured and go, well, no, no, no. Your suspension no. starts when you're fit. When you're fit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ridiculous. I laughed at that badly now. Ridiculous. Like, I, I, I think... Th- this this thing of publicly shaming is is bad. Like it's the downside of social media. Park touched on it there. Like it is bad. It's very bad. And like you know, you do something stupid, and you you kind of you're the talk you're the talk of the country, mm. uh, because the country talk on social media. And like you might have been the talk of the country, but people are talking in in their own homes or whatever. But people are people are have no filter and they're putting out things on social media. So. <sighs> Part of me has a bit of sympathy for him, but not to the point where that you'd be portraying victimhood either. Like I think he made a mistake. We all do it. He's got his punishment now. He's accepted it. That's it. And that's it. And I and I and I do think whether it was advice or I, to be honest, I'd imagine and this was part of to be honest at that at the time that I asked Porrick about that. I hadn't heard that he accepted it. Mm. It was almost in anticipation of what is going to happen here, mm. and I, I kind of nearly wanted him. To, I think they had to. I think they did, and yeah. I, but I, but I also think to, no, sorry, I don't think they had to, but I think they they done the right thing in doing so. Mm. And if they were if they were going into the All Ireland semi final and it was it wasn't a fellow who was injured, if it was, uh, yeah, Reno Neal or. But Jerry O'Barnes or something They'd fight it You, you wouldn't be surprised like, Oh yeah they... Someone said to me Which was another funny comment Someone texted me and says When that statement came out from, from his club And they said uh, Well let, let he who has never stuck his fingers Into another man's eye Cast the first stone <laughs> <laughs> There's an element of that too But you, look Dark humour There's a place for that too Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't like to see him See him being Dry through the gutter anymore he, He's had enough of it That's it That's it And you know what Something else is going to pick up the story now yeah. in the next couple of days, no doubt about it. They're about for the grace of God, go away. Like, any, anyone can make a mistake. That's like it. That. I I it was a bad one, but people can make bad ones too. Yep, it was. It was. Stay with us after the break. We'll get into the minor finals uh, from the league that took place earlier on in the week. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service 
and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Okay, I think we're all four finals at the at, during the week. So definitely three anyway. Three, three finals go, going on. Division one was a uh, knockbreak against Southern Gales. I was at that one. You were at the Division three final. Um, Mullahorn lost out in the Division two final to um, Lara. Lara. Good yeah. game, I heard. Cracking, cracking game. Lara came up trumps at the end of that game. We'll have a report on that one next week. Yeah, but we'll start off maybe with Division 3 because you, you were up at that one. Um, Castle Rahan against Shercock. A, a, a bit of a dinger again? This was some game, Damien. It, was, it finished 311 to 310 to Castle Rahan. Now, I didn't have it at 311 to 310 because I made a mistake on the scores, and uh, which prompted. Wait a second. Two mistakes on the one <laughs> podcast. Paul, are you okay? Don't ask me how I managed this, but uh, I thought that one of the goals for Shercock had. had was a point but it had actually dropped in the roof of the net which led to one former Cav and senior captain explaining to me that the green flag means gold <laughs> a goal and the white flag means a point so I'm not going to name, his, name names but he's from Castle Rahan uh, so that narrows it down quite a bit narrows it down to one I'd say yeah. Uh, yeah it was a hell of a game it was a, it was a cracking game some really good players on show two goals in the first minute uh, Shercock ran a, a goal sloppy enough defender from Castle Rahan for the first goal I think it was Adam Clare can finish that one Kasseran goes straight down the field get a penalty there were three penalties in the game two scored one saved and Kasseran uh, took away their penalty through Kieran Caldwell who was the man of the match for me he was an outstanding good game. player yeah. seen him before yeah he scored 2-6 uh, 2-5-2-6 two, 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 phenomenal um, yeah he was, uh, one of his goals was, was absolutely brilliant as well all, ref- all uh, penalties deserved agreed I, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it takes a brave referee to to give three penalties and 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 get the nod of agreement. So let's let's name them. Paddy Clark. Good stuff. Yeah, Kilmain and Wood. Um, yeah, I I I think they probably were deserved. Yeah, I didn't see much complaining about it. Half time, Sherbrooke were a couple of points up. Connor McIntyre was their outstanding player, the number ten. He he scored. Uh, he must have got about one six, one five, one six. Um, good from freeze. Good from play. Uh, took his goal well as well but there was a wind and it was favouring Shercock in the first half playing into the, the dressing room end in Muller second half Kasseran came out and, and they were using the wind very well it, it, I, it was a funny win some people were saying it, it didn't look that strong but I thought you could see it in the, the point attempts that people that lads were taking that there was one fella um, came on I think it was I think it was David Hudson the number 15 I think uh, and he took a shot and it, it it nearly went over from about 50 metres of screamer okay. and the wind was taking it. But they actually got a goal out of that. But anyway, Castran started, started to play really good stuff then. They put a good squeeze on, on the Shercock kick out and that's what they were getting a lot of joy off that. Jamie Clark, who's still under 15, he was very, very impressive. Very, very good in the air. Tall lad and his his, his timing on, on uh, his feeling in the middle of the field was, was very impressive. John Lennon as well, their full-back. Uh, just driving out with the ball, loved to bomb forward from full back, very strong. I was as I was watching it, I said to myself, "Don't know who'd love this guy because he's your type, of, your type of man." He bursts out of defence. He's he's all action, a very good player. Um, love it. Luke Caldwell as well, the number eight, scored two points. Jamie O'Reilly, very fast, nippy on the turn. Uh, he got three points. Jack McCabe got one one, and Kieran Caldwell. Um, the turning point. Kieran Caldwell, as I said, it was magnificent. The turning point. What looked to be the turning point was where Shercock got their penalty and uh, Key and Hanny, the Castoran goalkeeper, saved it. And then he saved the rebound, which was really oh, good. They came, they came down the field and scored after that. 
Kieran Caldwell's uh, second goal, his goal from play, was a brilliant finish. He, <clears throat> he just took it at pace. A strong athletic player um, and a really good feed on him. He took the ball at pace and he, he, he only had eyes for goal and he st- stuck it in for about 20 yards in the bottom corner. So, Kasaraham went uh, six up, I think, with 12 minutes to go, maybe seven, I think it was six. And Sherkirk came back then and just chipped over a couple of points, got that bit closer. And then they got the goal. And I was saying to the fellow that was with me, if Sherco could get a goal here, it'll, it'll make a real game of this. And they got it. There was a bit of a scramble and, and uh, McIntyre just tucked it in, squeezed it just inside the post, trickled over the line. And they got level. And it actually looked like Sherco were going to nab this. But Kassaran, sorry, they got it one ahead. But Kassaran came up with two points in the end and it was it was uh, that man Caldwell who got the winner. So it was a class game. Brilliant. Talking to some of the Sherco people after, they were saying like they only had 15 players. So uh, there was no there was no fat to be trimmed off their panel at all. Just brilliant. So it was great achievement. Or sorry, they only maybe had fourteen. Fourteen players is all his name there. Yeah, right? yeah. So hell of an achievement for Shercock to be competing at that level with a very small panel. But Castoran will definitely um, be able to mine a few good players off this for their team as well. Yeah, Castoran with a few extra numbers. Obviously, I think mm. they've twenty. Did four of fifteens playing Castoran as well? Okay. Yeah. So very good. Well done. Yeah. Well good, done. Too. Good, good game and good good stuff for both clubs there now. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of familiar names coming through there is Jack McCabe, Keane's uh, brother, Keane, the son of Ronan's. I think so, yeah. Ronan's involved in the management team, yeah, along with Brian Riley, Fake Sweeney, Stephen Cooney. Jamie Clark is John's son, yeah. you were saying to me. So a lot of a lot of these familiar names starting to come back through yeah, again. That's what that's what sustains the club, you know, the same family's always backbone club, so it's great to see that for Castran as well. That's it. Same in, in uh Me Hall Morrissey, his Owens younger brother, I know that. Then McIntyre, I'm presuming, is a connection of the, the McIntyres, Clerken as well there, McPhillips. So Jody McPhillips, just to give him a mention, number two, uh, came up and scored a point but played really well. Very very impressive player, like some good athletes on that Shercock team as well. So, um, yeah, you're seeing the familiar names, Clerkins and McPhillips's, McIntyre's, Brilliant. McKeown's, a lot of the, the names that you associate with Shercock, uh, Kingscourt direction. So, great to see you. Deadly, deadly. Well, I was at the Division 1 final, um, Virginia International Logistics, to give them the, the full title. And uh, again, this was a cracker. Absolutely brilliant game. Knockbride against Southern Gales. Um you, your usual players again. We talk about the the names coming through, but Lorcan Riley was. I don't know did he pick up man of the match, but he probably deserved man of the match. A really, really good game from him. Although Michal Smith in the middle of the field, um, for Knockbride had a very good game. Scored one two. Lorcan Riley got one six or one seven. Um, one four coming from open play or one five actually from open play. Two frees. Um. But on the on the Southern Gales side, I, again a side that dominated or definitely majority of which are coming from Gauna. Usual names coming through: Fakra, Brady. He's in under fifteen in at cornerback. Uh, another son of Kieran's, Killian Brady, his brother, who's the county minor goalkeeper, was at centre back. Um, Southern Gales lost their midfielder. Um, Kevin Ficora, I think is how it's pronounced it a second yellow in the second half but miraculously at that stage they were down by five points and managed to pull it back to I think it was two points one or two points um, in it and then again Knockbride just pulled up and started to, to, to bang over points point for point um, and, and got themselves back in front again it was probably those big players Kyle McCabe at centre back um, Michal Smith and Lorcan Riley were the, were the ones in the crucial stages that started to pull 
uh, Knockbride back out in front again as, as Southern Gales put the pressure on. But Shane Donahue, a younger brother of Ryan Donahue, again, son of Gary, in, in the corner forward position, finished with a goal and seven or sorry, a goal in eight points, a really, really impressive performance by him um, onto the inside line. DJ Madden in the corner at the other side, more of a playmaker, but a, a, lots of football ability. Two McConnons, um, one at centre forward, the older brother Dara uh, finished with four points to his name. He sailed over a 45. Again, a minor, that's a special thing to do. And you had players um, able to do that on, on both sides of the f- uh, field well Lurkin didn't hit a 45 Lurkin Riley but was very close in distance to 45 metres with his with his kicks a younger uh, version of Mark McKeever he is a nephew called Dylan McKeever played wing forward for uh, Southern Gales a very good player as well but um, this I, I thought it was just a cracking game finished 3 goals and 12 to 1 goal and 16 um, and the, as I said the goals coming from Cormac O'Reilly for Knockbride uh, Lorcan Riley and Michal Smith and then the goal for for Southern Gales was by Shane Donahue. but started off with Southern Gales getting into a 5 point to nil lead then Knockbride came back hitting a goal and 2 points the goal a palmed effort by Cormac O'Reilly uh, really good work though by midfielder Mark Cassidy and full forward um, Evan McKeown getting the Knockbride goal uh, then it was just tit for tat for a while but then 2 goals um, in quick succession, one coming from Michael Smith or Michal Smith, a brilliant run straight through the middle and a low finish, great pace and power by him. And then uh, Kyle McCabe set up for Lorcan Riley's goal, had a 3-3 to six points with 18 minutes played. Then the remainder of the first half went with points for Southern Gales, making it 11 points to three goals and three points. So very close, a one-point game at half time. But second half, then it was Knockbride who came out um, and were quicker out of the traps with four points, or sorry, three points out of the first four and um, kept on pushing on. The second yellow card for um, the Southern Gales midfielder kind of, Left it that you expected Knockbride to push on and they did in the end, but really, really good performance. And that's Knockbride's first ever, you were telling me, first ever Division 1 title at On the Rage. Well, that's what I was told by a Knockbride player, senior player. Um, he said that I just, uh, he said a point to note. So that's a that's some achievement. That yeah. is a great achievement. That's a great, a great, great day for Knockbride to win that. Because they were in a minor Division 1 final a few years ago and lost it to Crush Law. In it last year. And they were in it last year as well. Against Killigarry. As well, sorry, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that's three finals at Division 1 minor level they've been in in the last probably six years. I think it was 2016 the last crush. I forgot mm. they were in it last year. So that, that that's they're really punching above their weight for uh, a country club. But they've good numbers there Like, and there's obviously great work going on um, that those sort of things don't happen by accident. So, um, I mean, you see the likes of Lorcan Riley and, and players like that who are... Who are um, Obviously, the genes are very good there with the last great generation of pride players. So it's great to see that. Brilliant. Yeah. The interesting thing, I think you were you were making the point. I was saying that the the Knockbride senior team may have missed the opportunity to develop to a senior team um, coming from junior. And you were you were saying, oh, geez, they actually mightn't have had because what's coming through is equally as good. Having watched it, I'd agree with you. It's another. Yeah. That was a special minor team six five years ago you know with Knockbride but this is another special minor team probably even better yeah well they've got over the line there like I know it's the league but 
they've got the medals to show for and, and they've, like, they've beaten Garna and Lacken combination and like, like that Southern Gales has been the, the benchmark mm-hmm. uh, in underage football and cabin for the most part um, a lot of those fellas would have won under 15 Division 1 medals with Garna last year I'm sure so um, yeah no great achievement for an upright uh, Garna and Lacken would be happy enough too that they're they're still competing at the business end of Division 1 so it sets it up for a great minor championship yeah I'll have to say um, a special mention to probably the most impressive Lacken player for me was on, on an under 15 player Keen Galligan came off the bench looked really dangerous electric sort of forward and you know the way you've got forwards you look at Lacken would have had Fimber O'Reilly but m- more maybe like a Larry O'Reilly uh, 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 sort of take your breath away. oh god what's he going to do now Keen Galligan watch, watch that name uh, he's his mother's from Gowna, his father's from Mullahorn, he plays for Lacken, uh, but a lot, of, a lot of talent there, so watch out for that boy. Brilliant, brilliant, looking forward to seeing him. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Don't forget to check out all of our podcasts over on patreon.com forward slash wearecavan, where we look back over all the action um, in the ladies podcast with Aideen Coyle, the Cavan under 16 girls were beaten in the all-Ireland semi-final narrowly beaten by Cork uh, we, we look back over that game we'll be talking with the Cavan under 16 manager next week um, Jerry Charters to look back on that whole campaign but we also look ahead to the weekend's action in Camogie as the ladies take on Clare look back on the Cavan ladies footballers where they were beaten by Tipperary and look ahead to their relegation playoff this weekend against Westmead in Pierce Park in Longford on Sunday at one o'clock. Um, and we look back on the All-County Football League action from last weekend. Uh, myself and Paul had, I had a good weekend, you had a great weekend of predictions, but the predictions are over and now I'm going to be taking out the videotapes and looking ahead because it's championship time and I'm going to beat you in the championship predictions. You beat me in the league ones, but leagues are just for playing, championships are for winning. Looking forward to it.